Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, and I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, another great day out here in Arizona. Hot weather, hot weather. Well, listeners out there, we got a great show today. I was un, I was able to catch up with this gentleman. I was uh, was able to play with, you know, one of the great young men that brought me up and taught me a lot about sports and um and how to be a man and you know basically how to do things right in life. You know, he was one of my roommates back in uh, when we played at Philadelphia. Uh, I, there's so many great things I say about this guy. You know, last night when I finally got a hold of him. You know, I was, I, I couldn't believe. I said, I told him I got a hold of the president before I got a hold of him. So that's a great thing. But, you know, I like to introduce my guest from living out, still out in Philadelphia, well, New Jersey, Ron Moe. Now, you there, Ron? Jay, Jay, I'm up, baby. How you doing, man? Hey, that's, that's it, man. You got me smiling here in the studio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should start crying, man, or if I should say thank you, man. I appreciate those kind words, brother. How you been? I've been doing good, good. Like I said, you know, you know, uh, go ahead and tell the little listeners where you're from, where you played in college, and then with the Eagles went around you was drafted. Yeah, uh, I'm originally from Clearwater, Florida, man, and um, I graduated high school in 1982. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough uh, to obtain a, a uh, football scholarship at the University of Florida. I'm a Gator, baby, Gator to the day I die. Don't forget that. <laughs> and... Um, you know, uh, I was red-shirted in 83. I had a uh, shoulder injury in 1983. And um 87, I uh, was fortunate enough uh, that Coach Ryan drafted me along with uh, Jerome Brown, Ben Tamborello, Dave Alexander, B&E, my boys, man, Chris Pike. Came out in, 86, in uh, 87, man, sixth round. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, I wasn't able to, you know, to have a, a long career like most of us you know, at least hope when we're coming into the league, you know. Um, I tore my right knee my rookie season, in fact, against the Dolphins. Total reconstruction, and, of course, I rehabbed it for two years, man, and uh, just was never really able to, to get back to form, man. And then, of course, going into my fourth year, I did the exact same thing to my left knee, man. So, uh, you know, I guess it just wasn't meant to be, love. You know, I guess uh, I, I guess the man upstairs had bigger and better things in, uh, in store for me. So... Um, you know, once once the knees go, man, you know, I, there's not a whole lot that you can do. You know what I'm saying? So, but life goes on, brother. Life goes on. I'm doing great now. You know, Ryan, let's jump right into it. You know, I'd like to um, talk with, like, the young listeners out there. How is it when you got your first injury? Uh, what what was it like, you know? 
Well, well, for me, I, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the play. I remember where it was at. It was on the vet, uh, in the vet on that crazy turf. We were playing against the Dolphins, man. And I just remember running downfield on a special team coverage. And I was uh, covering uh, Tony Nathan. And, uh, you know, the only regret I have during that game, love, is uh, you remember back in the day they used to teach us to keep your head on a swivel? Keep right. your head on a swivel, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of um, I got a little sidetracked, man. And as I was planning on my right on my right foot, man, uh, someone had got hit from the outside. I got hit from the outside, and and I just remember, uh, yeah, man. I just remember on the turf, man, just crying like a baby. But you know, for me, you know, I I felt that it was just temporary. Although obviously, I never really had any major injuries from the time you know I even started playing football in Pop Warner. Again, I had a shoulder shoulder injury that um, you know redshirted me in '83. I had an ankle sprain in uh, my senior year in high school, but nothing, you know, career ending. So for me, I just thought that it was going to be temporary. I remember the year before, Wes Hopkins had, uh, Wes Hopkins had done the exact same thing to his knee, and so for me, again, you know, it was just going to be temporary. I was going to rehab the heck out of it, man, and I'll be right back out there the following year. And uh, yeah, I, I really just didn't know what I had in store for me, man. You know, all that hard work you put in there and then it happened. Did that just take you out of it mentally, Ron? I mean, how'd you build yourself up back to come back and play? Cause I know yeah, when man, I, I, when I was yeah. there with you, you know, you were just so strong of a person for all of us. Like when I came in, I had hurt my knee, remember? And yeah, you, you yeah, were just. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely remember that. But, you know, love, I, I mean, again, you know, uh, you know, to me, it was, it was temporary. I lived in the gym. I lived in the weight room. You know, all the years of, you know, growing up as a kid in high school and college, man, you know, all the time and dedication that I put into trying to be the, the strongest linebacker that I could be at the University of Florida and in high school, the, you know, the fastest, you know, I dedicated myself. And for me, it just, uh, again, it was just going to be temporary and I was going to do exactly whatever I needed to do, you know, to make sure that I was back to form to get back out there. It's just that the injury was just so severe, man. It just took a lot longer than I anticipated, obviously. And, you know, I was just never back to true form, man. I, I was just never really able to get back to true form and to be able to compete, you know, at the level that obviously I was uh, I was able to do before the injury. And you know, again, of course, I mean, uh, you know, to answer your question, the right knee when I when I initially injured my my right knee, uh-huh. again temporary. I'm coming back. I'll be okay. The mm. the left knee two years later, I knew I was done, man. And that's and that's when reality really really uh, sunk in. Now, now, when you say it really sunk in, and like you say, all that hard work you put in there, did that just put a damper on like all oh, you work for to get there, Ron? Yeah, yeah. I was, I, you know, when I when I tore my left knee, I knew I knew I was done. I knew the game that I that I loved and worked so hard to, you know, to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, every kid growing up wants to, at some point in time, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, track, or whatever, that kid truly loves that sport. He wants to play it at the at the top level, and that being the professional level. You know, I got that opportunity. But yeah, that just took the life out of me, man. Um, I was lost there for for a couple of years after the uh, the left injury because I, you know, I was done. I knew I knew that I was done. And to be quite honest with you, and, and I guess we'll touch on this as we continue to converse here. But you know, I didn't really have anything. I didn't have Plan B. I didn't have anything to fall back on at the time. And so that was those those two years were the most. Well, you remember you shared it with me, man. Right. One of the most uh, stressful times of my life, man. It, it really, it really, uh, 
Yeah, it took the life out of me. Well, yeah, like I said, we get on that later on the show about what you're doing. But how were you so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I know y'all live with you. And we were like brothers and we did everything. Yeah. Else, but how were you so positive to like me that came in and Chris Carter, all the younger people? And you was going through that run because I've never seen you. There's not once I ever seen you down where, you know, you look down like and tell the players, you know, this ain't for you. Not, but you were so positive for us. Why? Yeah. What yeah were, well, you know, I. I can remember some of the conversations that I had with um, Otho Davis. If you recall, he was the team trainer back then. Unfortunately, right. he passed a few years a few years back. But uh, you know, just just uh, you know, having conversations with Otho Davis, having conversations with guys that you know that we were teammates with, like you know the Randalls and the Reggie Whites and the, and the JB and the Seth Joiners and the G Cobbs and the Chris and all, all you know all, all you guys that were my boys. Hmm. It was Ron, you know, just. Just keep your head up. Don't let them see you strut. Don't let them see you, you know, panicking because I, obviously I was. But again, you know, I was just doing whatever, and I mean whatever. You remember, I was doing whatever yeah. they asked me to do, whatever I needed to do, you know, to get back. It wasn't until again, you know, when I when I blew my left knee that you know that I just I, I just folded I just folded the tent. You know, I really just folded the tent. I knew, I knew that my my career was done. I knew that I was done. So I was just trying to be, trying to show a positive face, a positive attitude, man. But you know, inside, man, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was destroyed. I was destroyed. But but like you say, when after your first injury, you say you could come back. Then that second, you destroyed. Did you feel that, like you know what I'm saying? That like, man, you know, all this I put in. Like I said, we talked about earlier, put all this in there. But then. Did you feel like okay, I can work back to get you know? I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, no, no. After again, after after the uh, the left knee, um, no, I knew I was done. The right knee, the the right knee wasn't a hundred percent, you know, to begin with when I came back. You know, I was probably at about eighty eighty five percent strength wise. I was good, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, to be able to go out there and drop and 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 push off the knee and do the things that's required as a linebacker man in this league, you know, is. You know, it's pretty drastic, man, and it takes a pounding on you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the right knee wasn't uh, 100%, but, you know, when the left knee went, I, I just, I just, you know, going through that rehab process again to try to get back out there, you know, to be able to compete or to at least even be given an opportunity to go out and, and compete was going to be a stretch, man. You know, when you have when you have those kinds of injuries, man, I mean, you're you're – you know, you're you're pretty much you're pretty much done in the league, as you well know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was trying not to, not to have or not to show as much self pity, asking why, asking why. You know, for me, that would have been a little selfish. I mean, if you think about it, love, I mean, there's so many guys that play this game. Some of them never even get to to play it at this level. You know, some play it at the collegiate level, some play it at the high school level, and they have more serious injuries. You know, than a knee injury. You right. follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, so as long as I was able to continue to live my life, so as long as I was able to be able to, you know, have fun with my kids that, you know, as they get older and, you know, essentially not be confined to a wheelchair with a more serious injury, I mean, who am I? Who was I then to, you know, to have as much pity or to complain, you know, as to why, why, why? I, the only way that I could look at it, man, was that. You know, there's just something else that's in store for me. And, uh, you know, thank God I, I, I kept that positive attitude. I surrounded myself with positive people, positive friends like yourself. And, uh, you know, life goes on, man. Life goes on. So, But there was a time there that I was I was definitely, um, you know, 
wondering, wondering why, 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 but then you just gotta, you gotta move on, brother. Uh, that's that's the only thing that I can say. You gotta move on. Uh, Moti, uh, what would you say with a young guy that's coming out, and what if he can handle what you went through and still kept it positive? What what can they do as a young person keep it more positive? What if those injuries happen to somebody in high school? What can they do? Yeah, uh, you know what? Um, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you this. I can remember. I can remember having conversations, and you know, like I just said, you know, uh, I can remember having conversations, and even. You know, coming out of high school myself, and you know, going into uh, into college, when you have conversations with individuals who are, you know, who are retired that played at that level or never got to that level, but finished collegiate level. You know, one thing that was always said to me was, you know, don't let your talent use you. Use your talent. In other words, uh, and I and I regret this when I was at the University of Florida. Thank God I grew up. You know, once once I can no longer play the game, but you know, one thing I regret is not using my talent. In that, you know, you have this great opportunity, you know, to play at the collegiate level at a Division One school or whatever level, and you know, you have an opportunity to to earn a degree. You follow what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, my 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 advice to these kids is use your talent to better yourself. Plan B. You know, there's nothing wrong with with aspiring to be, you know, uh, to be a part of of a of a team, a professional team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But use your talent and come out of there with a degree. And that and that's what I and that's what I did not do. You understand? That's what I did not do. And okay. so, you know, at at the, at the high school level, it's just you know, I, I you know, kids just have to realize, man, that you know, to make it. I don't know what exactly the percentage is of how many kids actually can make it at the D1 level, but there's tons of schools out there at a smaller smaller division for kids to, to play football or to play baseball or basketball. And at the same time, man, you know, keep your priorities in order, man, and obtain your degree. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if you have an opportunity to make it to the next level, make sure you have something to fall back on. You understand? Just make sure you you have something to fall back on because the percentages are extremely low. I don't know what it is now, but I know that the average, the average back then when you and I came out was what, two and a half years or something like that, two and a half, three years, which, which, which is exactly um, the amount of years that I got and you got as well. It might be lower now. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what the percentages are, but, Kids just have to realize, man, that there's life after sports. We are not going to, you know, play that sport forever. And, you know, if kids have the opportunity to pursue it beyond high school, use your talent. Don't let your talent use you and become a waste because you never know when that day is going to come when you're going to need when you're gonna need that, uh, that education. Man. You know, Ryan, we, what we're going to do is take a break, and then when we come back, we'll have you talk more about that, what the kids can do, and then we're going to lead up into, like you say, what you did and how you got your degree and all like that. So this is James Love with Ryan Moe, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Tired of the same mundane talk radio show? Boring opinions and people not knowing or telling the truth? Tune into The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. This show is brought to you by two men who know the good, the bad, and the ugly of professional sports. Josh and Otis's experience and careers in the NFL give them access to the inside information and a reason to have a candid opinion. Tune into the Voice America Sports Channel Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. The Sports Life with Josh and Otis. It's more than sports talk. It's a way of life. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I was saying, I got my guest Rod Moten for me of Philadelphia Eagles. We call him Moti. You there, Moti? Moti, baby. Moti, man. I'm here, brother. Moti in the house. Boy, those were great times we had together, boy. <laughs> hey, hey, love. Yeah. Does, does your listeners know that, uh, that, does the listeners know that your nickname, your nickname was the Love Doctor? No, they don't know that. They don't know? Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. No, you can tell them. You can tell them. <laughs> The love doctor. Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone, man. <laughs> well, you know, both of with the younger guests, you know, I like to, you know, when me and you were talking earlier, I like to get to them and just to tell them what it is like, you know, trying, like you say, everybody had that dream of playing the NFL, NBA, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Should they keep that dream? I mean, every you know, everybody wants that, but you always got to look at something else, like you say, fall with something else in your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Strive, strive to be the best at whatever it is you love doing, man. And I, and I would say to the kids, before before I started doing what I'm doing now, we are all blessed with a certain talent. And some of those talents might not have anything to do with sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some kid might be a, you know, he might be blessed, he or she might be blessed with a talent to be able to sing or to play the piano or whatever, man. You know what I mean? To play some type of, a, you know, of an instrument, you know. And, and, and like I said earlier, 
there's always there's colleges everywhere, man. There's opportunities everywhere for kids who are blessed with talent and those who might not be blessed but work extremely hard to become better. You understand what I'm saying? Right. At at whatever it is, uh at whatever it is they're doing. But you know, you gotta certainly in today's age, man, you gotta you gotta have you gotta have a plan B, man. I know it's easier said than done. Um, you know, in hindsight, again, I wish that I had done it sooner rather than later. But at least I can say I finished where I started. You and I both did, and uh, and there's room out there for uh, for a lot of kids, man. And I was just, you know, again, just 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 tell the kids to keep a positive attitude, man. You know, don't let your talent go to waste and use you use your talent to the best of your ability. So as long as you have Plan B, period. I, I like you said that, Ron, because I won't speak to. You. I just left Wyoming. It's a young man off there with great talent. But he don't use it. Well, how can yeah. you explain that? Well, were you just so talented that you didn't have to work hard, or did you work hard to get yourself to that? No, as you as you well know, I mean, I, you know, you, you can't you can't get. I don't even know if you can really get to a D one school. You know, certainly like a Wyoming or 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 a Florida or whatever, mm-hmm. without working to enhance the talents that you've been blessed with. But absolutely, man, I can remember in high school in high school, love, you know. Um, Going into my senior year, I was voted team captain by my teammates, and I was voted team captain strictly because not only, you know, was I able to play the game, but, you know, my dedication to being the best football player that I could, that I could possibly be, that being doing things when, you know, when everyone else wasn't doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Going to the weight room and working out when everyone else was going to the beach. We call it the beach down, down in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, up here in New Jersey, they call it the shore. Right. You know, um, going to the field and doing my drops, you know, you know, running on, you know, on Saturday, Sunday, doing things that for me, I felt that it took for me to be, to be better. And it was because of that dedication, you know, that I was voted, uh, that I was voted team captain. But without question, man, without question, kids who are blessed, kids who are blessed with a certain talent, if they don't continue to work, on that talent to enhance it in whatever sport it is they're doing, then obviously they're going to be they're going they're going to be bypassed by kids who were not as blessed, but who worked their tails off, you know, to get to that next level. You played with a lot of kids, I'm sure, at Wyoming, and you know we both did up here in uh, in Philly back in the day, with guys who, you know, as far as talent wise, you know, was not as good, right. you know, but their work ethic was something. You know, to be whole. You understand what I'm saying? They right. worked when others were not working. You feel me? Yeah. And so it's just like it's just like in any other aspect of life, man. Again, it has nothing to do with with athletics. You know, even when you're in school, kids who want to inspire to be doctors, lawyers, whatever. I run into these kids all the time, man. You know, you have to continue to work hard. You have to continue to study your craft. You have to continue to study hard if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor. And as as an athlete, you have to continue to do the things that's going to make you a better athlete. Without question, man. Without that, uh, you know, you, you you're going to be lost. You might not even get the opportunity, you know, to make it to that next level. Ron, but you know, you talk about your work habits and all like that. What was all those times like? You know, um, surround yourself with good people. You know, good friends and good players to yeah. hang out with. How was that? You know, with you, did you feel like? Oh, they going out to hang out. I want to go. Or did you like? Man, I got to work and get myself better. Or get myself off the injury list. What isn't that pressure for a young kid? Well, you know what? <coughs> I, I can I, I can give you I can give you two scenarios, love. Okay. Uh, you know the, the the latter is the one that changed my life 
No, they, they both they both were positive um, in, in, in my life, if you will. But the latter was the one that changed my life to put me in the position that I'm in. But let's just go back to when I was injured. Okay. You know, I wasn't hanging out. You and I, we weren't hanging out with negative people. Of course, we went out and we partied. Right. I mean, that's the lifestyle. That's the lifestyle in the league. You understand? Mm-hmm. It was like that 20 years before we got in the league, and it's like that now. You understand? When we left the league. But for for me to have, and you and I both, to keep our priorities in order, in that if JB or Seth or, or B&E or whoever, you know, we're going to be going out on a, on a particular night. Now, these guys aren't injured. You and I have to be at the stadium, you know, to rehab the next day. Right. Follow me? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? We kept we kept our priorities in order. We went out and partied. We paid for it the next day. You know what I mean? But we weren't doing anything crazy. We weren't going out, you know, breaking any laws or doing anything like that. We were doing what everybody else was doing. It was just a matter of, of you and I both understanding, listen, you know, I'm on injured reserve. For me to get off of injured reserve, for me to be able to get back in, you know, on the field and to be able to play, I need to get my butt up in the morning. I need to get my butt to the stadium, and I need to rehab like I'm supposed to rehab. So it had a positive effect on me then as well. Okay, now let me move forward where it made, a, it made an even bigger impact on my life. When I was out of the game, and I know I'm moving a little further for you, when I got out of the game, when I realized that, you know what, I'm no longer part of the Eagles. I don't have the money coming in anymore. I didn't have a job. I didn't have my degree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need to now surround myself with positive people who are not affiliated with the NFL. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm not playing anymore. I can't continue to go out spending money that I don't have or didn't have uh-huh. with JB and, and, and the crew, you know, because they're still playing. My life, my, my football career is over. It's time for me now to be a role model to my daughter, as you well know, Brianna. You know, she's going into her junior year at the, at South Florida. She was just born there. She's born right. in '91. So my last year, my last year, '91, '92, if you recall. I right? remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm following okay. you. So for me, for me to move on, to be able to be a role model, to be able uh, to be a provider for her, I need to draw. I need to draw positive people who were not affiliated with the NFL. And mm-hmm. I can remember, you remember Ted Reed, obviously. Yeah. Uh, T. Reed uh, III, who's my boy. And he was, he was like that mentor guy to me. I always looked up to Ted because he had nothing to do with athletics. He knew nothing about football. He didn't even know, he didn't even know what the hell positions were. You understand? Right. Hold before I just want to cut in because before you go, I want to make this point. But, but did you feel that you you want to pull yourself away from the players because it was positive, or you just was you know? Because you know, when I got hurt, I was like, man, I was ashamed to be around them. I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? Did you feel that way, Mo? Or did no, you pull no, yourself did, away no. from the players because? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't shame. It, it wasn't a shame that I felt. I just knew that for me to move on with my life. I needed to. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I mean, it was. It wasn't as if, you know, I, I, I was deliberately distancing myself from them. I, I, I remained friends with them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. But hanging out with them was not fruitful for me. You okay. understand? I, I knew. I knew that I needed to get my butt back into school. I knew that I, I needed to get back into school. I knew that I needed to finish what I started. And so, for me to be able to do that, they weren't the ones 
pushing me, saying, Ron, listen, you need to go back to school. You need, you need to transfer your credits, man, which is what I did. And go back. I didn't get that from them. Mm-hmm. You understand? Right. I got, I got that from Ted because now Ted is looking at it. Listen, football is over, man. Football is over. You can no longer play again. Don't become a statistic. Go back and finish what you started. And that's, that's where the positive feedback that I got from Ted. Not that they were, not that, not that, not that my boys had, you know, a negative impact on me, but for me personally, I needed, I needed to move away from that because I was still trying to act as though I was still a part of it when I knew that I wasn't. And so as long as I kept that mindset, I knew that I was not going to be able to move forward. If that makes any sense, you that, follow me? I follow you because that's how when I was there, when I got hurt, I felt the same way. And, you know, me and you started hanging out. It was positive for me yeah. to be around you, you know, because I seen, like yeah. you say, you wasn't playing no more, but you still had that positive swagger. You want, you know, and yeah. I was, like, feeling all down, like, man, I worked this hard to get here, and now I can't play no more, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was feeling the same way, love. I was feeling the same way. But, you know, we got, we got you know, we, we, we have, you know, an inner pride, you know, in us. I know I do. I know you do as well. If not, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing, and, ne- and neither would I. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But pride in that we would not allow ourselves to become, like I said, a statistic. Someone who played at the collegiate level, you know, had this hype, had the press, whatever came with being a collegiate football player and then having the opportunity to play at the, at the next level and for whatever reason was not able to have, you know, a long career at it. And then go back to doing nothing. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. not in me. That's not in you. You follow me? I follow you. But 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 at some point in time, we needed to. You and I both, I'm sure, needed to surround ourselves with people who would be able to put us on the path of, you know, pursuing life after football. And so again, that's that's where I, I got that from uh, from Ted and and uh, and his dad and his father. You know, Mo Moti, we gotta take another break. Then we come back. We don't want you to talk about. The after football, you know, so let, you let all players know what you did, uh, how you worked, it, where you at now after football. So you got it. This you got is it. James Love with my guest, Mo T, Ron Moten, formerly of Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you today, starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you. The interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, Inside the Trenches, your show. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Like I said, I got my guest, Ron Moulton, formerly of Philadelphia Eagle. We call him Moti. Moti, you know we got to have you call back in on another show, and we got to get some little laughter jokes out, you know. Yeah, I but got you, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. I, I, yeah, I, I'll let you start, though, because I don't yeah. want to put the business out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do got to throw out, you know, you remember we went to that Bobby Brown concert, though. So <laughs> I just let you know, next show we come on, we're going to start off with that Bobby Brown concert we went to. <laughs> and let everybody know the list, it was 112 outside, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just give y'all, yeah, yeah, we just give y'all a little something before we get to talk about 112, and we all see Bobby Brown concert. So next time, Bobby was a man back in the day. Though. Bobby yeah. was R. Kelly back in the day. Yeah, he was. But Bobby outfit, but we talk about. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Monte, tell all the young listeners what you did, um, like say, after football and what you achieved. Because, like I tell you, I have all praise for you. And I talked to my friend Sean Wiggins. You know, he played in the league, and we always talk about you. But you were so yeah. positive and keeping your hair straight, you know, and what you was doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see, and, and you said you was, you know, but I've never seen you down ever when I was there. Yeah. Um, you know what, man, you know, again, you know, you know, we, we, you know, you and I both, you know, we had that even pride in ourselves, man, that, that, um, you know, I knew for me that I was not going to become a statistic, you know, even though, you know, I, I knew that I could no longer play the game because of the injuries, you know, but I was not going to let that, you know, was going to let that, um, you know, keep me down. So, you know, when I mentioned earlier about uh, Ted Reed, when I had to then surround myself, and I was friends with Ted, even though Ted was friends with some of the players at the time as well, if you recall. Right. Um, I remember having conversations with Ted and his father, uh, God rest his soul, uh, who said, listen, you know, at some point in time, you are going to have to grow up. I remember he got in my face, man, and said, listen, you're going to have to grow up. I was moping. I really was. I was moping at the time. You're going to have to grow up, man, and finish what you started. Finish what you started, meaning... You went to school, you know, for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, that's why it's called student-athlete. Not athlete-student, student-athlete. Mm-hmm. And, and I was a knucklehead. I'll be the first to admit, man, I was a knucklehead at the University of Florida. I did everything, everything, uh, well, I dedicated myself 
uh, beyond, you know, to be able to play, you understand, in the weight room, doing whatever it was that I needed to do. Right. But yet, but yet, you know, my, my grades suffered. That in addition to, you know, doing what, you know, college athletes do, man, chasing the girls. And so, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have plan B. So in 1993, I'll never forget it, uh, Ted's father um, referred me to uh, Dr. Debbie Bowles. I'll never forget her name, man, at uh, Rutgers University here in Camden. Uh, he, she was the director of admissions, and I think she's still there. I just saw her maybe about four or five years ago. She's, she was the person that changed my life, man. Um, I called her. He said she'd be expecting your phone call. I mm-hmm. called her. I humbled myself. I remember going over to her office, driving over to her office. I went into her office, love, and mm-hmm. I remember getting on, on, you know, on, the, on my knees, man, in her office, begging and pleading, crying, you know, please allow me to finish what I started. What I wanted to do was transfer my credits from the University of Florida to Rutgers. I didn't care how long it was going to take me to finish and get my degree. I just asked her, you know, to please don't look at my GPA from, at the time, what, uh, six, seven, eight years right. prior. You know, I mean, when I, came out of, when I came out of Florida, man, I was there for five years. I got red-shirted my junior year. I'm sorry, my, my uh, sophomore year. I came out of there after five years, and I was still a year and a half shy from graduating. It's crazy. Yeah. But I did what I needed to do during the summer prior to the fall season to make myself eligible. That's, that, that's how deep of a hole I got myself into. Hmm. So anyway, uh, and my GPA, man, was, I don't know, man, a one, four, one. It was, it was ridiculous. And I was embarrassed. That was one and only time that I was really, truly embarrassed about what I had gotten myself or where my life was at the time. You understand? Right. So to make a long story short, begged and pleaded, cried. And she said, listen, let's see how mature you are. Let's see how much you have grown. You know, uh, you can take two courses. I took a language, which was Spanish, and I took another psych course, I think it was, for the summer of 1993. I'll never forget it, man. And I'm telling you, for those three and a half weeks, (laughs) I studied more. For those, during those three and a half weeks, then I probably studied in one full year at the University of Florida. I mean, I, I stayed in the library. I would have class in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and I would stay at the library until probably around 4 or 5 o'clock. Moving forward, they then accept me into the night, uh, the night program there. University College, I think it was, uh, is what it called. U- uh, University, I'm sorry, Rutgers University, University mm-hmm. College. And they accepted me. And, um, you know, make a long story short, man, I went, I went to school full-time, fall of 93, the entire spring of 94, the entire summer of 94, the entire fall of 94, spring 95, I graduated with, the, uh, with a degree in psychology. Uh-huh. And, that's when my, and that's when my life changed. And I can, remember, I can remember when I walked, when I graduated, I flew my mom up, I flew my brother up. I was more happy. I was happier that day than I was the day I got drafted because I went back and I finished what I started and I achieved something that I knew was going to be beneficial for me, you know, um, you know, beyond that point. Um, I then got an internship with ISP at the time. It's called uh, Intensive Supervision Program here in Camden. Uh-huh. It's like a little probationary type program for nonviolent um, crimes. Okay, and I got that internship, and during that internship, I met Judge Isaiah Steinberg. He was a Superior Court judge here in Camden, um, Hall of Justice, 
He and I hit it off extremely well. Of course, he remembered me when I was there with the Eagles, even though I didn't play a whole lot. Um, but I think one of the things that that uh, that we kind of uh, chuckled about, his son and daughter, I believe, went to the uh, Florida State. I went to the University of Florida. Make a long story short, when I was getting ready to graduate, I had no idea what I was going to do with a degree in psychology. I was contemplating on you know, pursuing a master's degree or right. even going to law school. I mean, that's, that's, that's how dedicated I was to at least bettering myself beyond that point. He said, sure, take your resume over to the Camden County Prosecutor's Office, which I knew nothing about the prosecutor's office. And uh, make a long story short, I went, I interviewed, got hired in um, 95, August of 95. And to this date, you know, I'm a lieutenant in the Camden County Prosecutor's Office, man. I did 10 years. In the homicide unit, I did a little undercover work when I initially got hired. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> when I got transferred out of uh, the homicide unit, I went to trial team, which is a trial prep unit. Right. And then now I'm the unit commander of uh, major crimes and uh, and child abuse. So I've been blessed, man. I've been blessed, love. And, I really have. And you know what, Ron? And like I say, all the young listeners, look how you you kept could continue doing what you were going to do. You didn't give up, you know, after your football career was done, you know. Yeah. And yeah. like you say, that's the hardest thing, like you saying, going in there and feeling embarrassed to feel yourself to get back. Like you say, you were that lady office and got on your yeah. knees. But that took a lot to do that, Ron. That was a humbling experience, man. That was a humbling experience because we were walking around all the time, you know, either a current eagle or an ex-eagle. And so everybody looked up to you. Even now, even nowadays, people yeah. that remember my name, people that I run into, cops who are with different municipalities or, you know, families that I go to, you know what I mean? I, Ron Moten, I remember you. Did you play for the Eagles? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, that was, that was where we got our empowerment back then. But I knew for me, I knew for me, listen, man, you know, something else has to give. And for me to be able to do something beyond this, I need to better myself. And so it was, yeah, it was a humbling, a humbling experience, man. I cried like a little baby and to this day man dr debbie bowles man that lady she changed my life man i'll never ever forget her her and of course judge isaiah steinberg he referred me and i'm sure you know the reputation that he had uh, you know helped me get hired in the prosecutor's office i had no previous law enforcement experience so but, yeah it was humbling man but, but you, some, some some somewhere let me cut you off no but somewhere we you know those of us there's kids who have come after you and I, there's some who are going to come, they're going to be faced with the same situation, man, mm-hmm. you know, are going to have to humble themselves and say, you know what, you know, sports or athletics was a part of my life, but now it's time for me to move to move forward. And I do believe that, you know, everybody, anybody and everybody is capable, even kids who are, you know, raised in the inner city and don't really have a whole lot, you know, didn't really have any role models other than the ones that they saw on TV, you know, everyone, I think, at least have, you know, that bit of pride in them that they want to be better and they want to be known as someone who, whether or not they had a, a, a long career in that sport or whatever, man, you know what I'm saying? Right. They went on and they bettered themselves, man. I truly believe that we all have that in You know, Ron, we only got three minutes, so I want you to say something before you go. But I want to say, you know, you said those people change your life, but... You got to look at it too. You change your life by accepting and want to do that. Because if, if, a, if a person don't want to change their life, it's not going to happen. Nobody going to make you. But you change your life, too, by wanting to do that. But go ahead, Ron. We got two minutes before we get you off here. For, but go ahead. Tell her, listen, something you want to say or anything. 
<laughs> no, I'll save, I'll save it. I'll save it for the uh, the next time I call in, so we can have a few laughs. But uh, no, on 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 a, on, a, on, a, on a serious tip, man. On a serious tip, I love you, man. I'm extremely proud of you, man, for what it is you're doing by giving back to the kids, man, reaching out to the kids, and all it takes is one kid, man. I can remember, you know, again, I was before I actually went back to school, I was a, a, a counselor. Uh, with the program here in Jersey called Goals for Youth, where we would have uh, former professional athletes, even guys that played back in the 70s, and we would go to these high-risk schools and talk to the kids about the importance of education and, you know, um, you know, drug awareness and all this stuff. And I can understand, listen, if you're going to talk this, you know, if you're going to talk, then you need to walk the walk. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, you know I, I got the drive from that. You know, I'm really proud of you for what it is you're doing, man. Keep doing, keep doing your thing, man. And uh, you know, I hadn't seen you. When was the last time I saw you, man? About twenty years, right? Twenty, well, yeah, twenty years. I think, yeah, I think you were about three hundred pounds too, weren't you? No, one twenty, but now I'm like one twenty-two. <laughs> one twenty or two twenty? <laughs> well, I can't wait to that next show. <laughs> You let me know what, man. I'm going to call in, man. I'm going to call. Okay, thanks. but thanks, Moti, uh, for all you said on the show. And, you know, like I said, thanks for being part of my life and what you did. But me out there, when I was there, I was a rookie, and I came, and you took me under your, your wing. You got it, brother. Love you, man. All right, love you, too. All right, peace out. All right. And this is James Loving. Uh, when we come back, we have another special guest on the line. So we'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is James Levin, host of Levin That Sports Talk, and I can't stop chuckling and laughing right now. You know, I'm like a little kid in a candy store right now. I have Michelle from Vermont. Are you there, for Michelle? Yes. Hi, James. How you doing? I want to give another shout-out to to the Bushes, Maynard and Janet Bush. You know, I like to give a shout-out to them out there along with you. And Sydney. Is Sydney there? Yeah. Shout-out to you, Sydney. How you doing? Good. That's good. Well, we might as well jump right into it, Michelle, Sydney, and all you know, the Bushes. What about, uh, well, well, let's start with you, Sydney. Sydney, what your, your Bears going to do this year? Wait, what? My... Wait, what did you say? What's your Bears going to do this year? Are they going to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Sydney. And Sydney plays soccer and volleyball. And what else you play, Sydney? Um, um, horseback riding. Horseback riding. Okay, that's good. And Michelle, are you there? Yes, I am. I can't wait to get you on here. Talk about those Cowboys. <laughs> what hey, you they're going to go all the way. What do you think your Cowboys going to do this year? They're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. They're going to beat your Eagles. No, they're not. They're not going to beat my Bears. <laughs> Owen is going to beat the Patriots. Well, you know, I was going to talk about that, and I was telling everybody, I was looking at the sports on this weekend. Patriots look like they got a great team. Is that going to go all the way with all the new players? Of course. They're from the East. Well, we know y'all always going to be on the East, you know, but y'all went 14-2 last year and then get to the Super Bowl. What about that? Well, yeah, that's, they're going to be there. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I can put the Patriots and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. How that sound? Okay, that'll work. <laughs> I don't care about the Cowboys or the Bears. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle, give us a prediction on what the Cowboys record going to be this year. How many games are there? <laughs> <laughs> 16 games. <laughs> Oh, you did say 14-2. and two. I will definitely say, hey, maybe they'll match the Patriots this year, and they'll go 14-2. and two. Okay, now you're going to match them. Okay, yeah, yeah. How did your Eagles, what was the record last year for the Eagles? Uh, I think the Eagles were 11-6. and six. No, 11-5. They won the division, so, yeah, they was 11-5. Well, they'll definitely do better than the Eagles. Okay, here we go. Who's your favorite player on the Cowboys? The quarterback. <laughs> okay, I got you now. I got you. Now. Sydney, who's your favorite player on the Bears? Um, I think it's number nine. That, I don't know what his name. What's his name? That would be Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Jay Cutler. All right, Mom. What's your favorite player on the uh, New England? All of them. <laughs> and I like the quarterback. I think that's the one of them. <laughs> well, there you go, all of them. That is good. Well, give us a little thing. What's going on out there in Vermont? It's gorgeous here. It's beautiful weather, nice summer day in Vermont, little breeze, sunny, and lots of green trees. Lots of green trees. I know we talked about Vermont. There's some movie that was made out there. What's the name of the movie? It's Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. And what is Vermont best known for? Maple syrup. Oh, I thought you were going to say Vermont cheese. Can you say that? Yes, Vermont cheese, maple syrup, many presidents. And what about uh, the lobster? Remember the Maine lobster? Forget that. Yeah, that's in Maine. Oh, that's in Maine. How far is that from um, where you guys are at? 
about a three-hour drive. Yeah, that's a long ways. Yeah. Three-hour drive. Well, all right. Let's, I know you're a big Yankee fan. How do you think the Yankees got to do this year? Well, as long as they beat the Red Sox, because i got to pick on my dad, who is taking a nap. Otherwise, he would be talking with you. <laughs> um, but so far, they're two games behind the other day, according to my dad. Um, but usually about this time, the Yankees will pull it out, and they'll beat the Red Sox for sure. Well, since you talk about those Yankees, the Yankees always get these players that pay all these high players, the best players, and have like, it's almost like the Miami Heat, and then they don't win a championship. What do you think about that? Well, I think that they've won many, many championships with all their money, um, but those players play hard, and, you know, I think the Yankees deserve to win because they do play hard. They're good players, and, you know, Steinbrenner is smart. He got good players, spent his money well. So Miami Heat didn't win, and they spent their money well. So what? What you saying? Well, maybe those guys didn't play as a team. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, I like that answer. I like that answer. Good political answer. Ain't that what you say? <laughs> <laughs> so you you think they'll beat the Boston Red Sox this year? Yes, I always have that bet with my dad. <laughs> Who always wins? You. Well, the last, uh, well, a few years ago, the Red Sox went all the way and got the pennant, so I didn't win that year. Well, that's okay. Who else out there your dad like? What other sports team? Those are the two main sports teams that my dad watches. No hockey? No. No, I don't think he watches the Boston Bruins very often. He does. Sometimes, I guess. Mm, Didn't they just win the championship not too long ago, the Bruins? Um, Stanley yeah. Cup. Done well. I don't know, but they've done well this past year. Yeah, I know. I know they was pretty good, you know, for a while. But like I say, Michelle, uh, anything else all going out there in Vermont? You got four minutes. Tell us all what's going. You know what y'all been doing and everything. We have been having great family time, and I went and played bingo last night at the local Elks Club with my mom. And I didn't win a lot. I won a big $5 on the, the door prize. And my mom won um, one game. She won $30. Now, that $5 that you win, did they have to have it like they give you a check? They give you cash? Well, no, I mean, they give you cold, hard cash. That's a lot of money, you know. Did you have to put it in the bag and walk out? <laughs> <laughs> hey, la- hey! Don't laugh. Last week I won five hundred. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now that's good. You won out on one. Believe it. You won out on one game. Yes, just one. It was called a blackout or cover off. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> called a when what? Are you, when are you going to come to Vermont and grace us with your company? You know, it has to be warm because I, I can't do cold no more. But I love to do the warm weather. And I love the country. I mean, I love that, that just the outdoor. So let's It is a beautiful state. It's a little state, but it's a big state in our minds. And and what I like about the little states, everybody know everybody and they're friendly, you know? That's true. It is pretty friendly. And plus, you ain't got to drive an hour to a grocery store or anything, right? No, no, and it's probably seven minutes to the grocery store from my house. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Not bad at all. And Sydney wants to tell you what she's doing tomorrow. Okay. Um, but she's going horseback riding. Oh. And we're going to go on the Alpine Slide. It's a big, huge slide that's up at Blon- or Bromley Ski Resort. And it goes up to the mountain my mom said, and it, you go down um, all the way to the ground from the mountain. That's, so you, you, you ride the horses down all the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a separate adventure. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and we don't know if I'm going to ride by myself or my mom should come with me. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm sure you're able to ride by yourself, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, you've been riding for how long, Sydney? Um, since I was three, three? Wait, five. Uh, uh, nine. So that's what six years you've been riding, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It started when she was five, so four years. Four oh. years. Well, all right. We got two minutes. Anything you guys want to say? Um, take us out. Well, I want to know who you predict is going to be in the Super Bowl. Now, why are you going to ask me that? One, <laughs> you're just trying to start trouble. But I'm going to give you trouble. It's going to okay. be, let me think, um, Eagles? Oh, whoa, Eagles, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I say Eagles, and I'm going to go on the other side. I hate to say this, but I think the Jets going to beat out New England. Really? Yeah, I think I think New England got a lot of great players, but it's not going to gel this year with them, you know. So I think the Jets been playing a couple years that they've been pushing to go to that Super Bowl. I think this is going to be their year. So I got the Jets and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. All right, we'll see. I feel a lot boogly boogly inside. <laughs> boogly boogly, huh? Yeah, you know about that. Anything else you got to say, Michelle? No, we no, are so, we are so excited, we're so excited to be on your show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us on your show. You're doing a great job. We love your show. All right. Thanks for calling in and you have fun out there, you guys. All right. Really? Thank you. We love you. All right, love y'all. Bye. Bye. Uh, this is another one of the shows with James Lovey and thank all my guests, Ryan Moten from the Eagles and Michelle and all the guys from Vermont. See you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 